Before we get into this episode of Sports with the Z and T, we want to tell you about our friends from the Mohawk family. Bryce and Taylor give you their fantasy football preview for the season, and we're able to do that thanks to great partners like Mohawk Honda. The Mohawk family overall always loves supporting local things, whether it's sports teams, whether it's podcasts like this, community events, and more. We love the Mohawk family. Thank you to the Harrington family doing great things. Jeff Harrington with a wonderful write-up in one of the local outlets recently. Shout out to the family doing great things. And don't forget Mohawk Chevrolet. We got a show coming. LeVac and Goss, we're going to be broadcasting live from their new spot in Malta on Monday, August 16th from 4 to 6. Make sure to continue, whether it's Mohawk Content or Mohawk Chevrolet, that you're following them on social media about all the great deals going on. So don't forget, when you're looking for the new ride this summer, selection is king at Mohawk Honda and Mohawk Chevrolet, where they always go out of their way to please you. You've got exactly what you need in Mohawk this summer. Now, on to this two-part fantasy football-themed episode of Sports with a Z and a T. Welcome back to another episode of Sports with a Z and a T. And I think, Taylor, I think I could speak for both of us that this is going to be one of our most favorite episodes all year uh, long. It is our fantasy oh yeah. football special we are presented by Godzilla Media, sponsored by Mohawk Honda, Techies Fire and Water Restoration, as you heard right before this show, Saving Face Barbershop up in Saratoga Springs, and John Stone HVAC down in Troy. We do appreciate you listening, watching, and supporting us here at Sports with the Z and a T, and we'd like to welcome our new sponsors we mentioned last week. I will again right now. We're going to give a shout out to our new sponsor, Johnstone Supply in Troy. If you are looking to upgrade your heating, ventilation, air conditioning, or more in your home, Johnstone Supply in Troy is your place. This month, they are offering, this is this is honestly just a cool word to say, I'm not going to lie. They're offering up their Fujitsu ductless splits. We are talking about an energy-saving ultra-temp model for your home. Also this summer, they are carrying the new J-Series VRF systems. These systems will be more efficient and flexible for any setup you have in your home right now. Plus, in stock, they have for you the Westinghouse made by Fujitsu for the more basic, cost-efficient option. For more information, call them today at 518-272-5922 or go and visit them on 6th Avenue, Troy, not too far away from a pretty popular barbecue restaurant that I tend to like. So if you enjoy the podcast, which I know you do because you're listening... And Godzilla Media, make sure to find out more about our partners in Johnstone Supply in Troy. One more time with their number to connect. That's 518-272-5922, Johnstone Supply in Troy. Call today or stop in and even say hello to the guys, Tom, James, Kevin, or Rob, and tell them you heard about Johnstone from us right here at Sports with a Z and a T and Godzilla Media. We're growing. Mm -hmm. Things are getting bigger for Godzilla Media had a nice little local tv piece i saw from the big yes. man this past weekend on cbs 6 exciting it's exciting stuff and <laughs> you know the most exciting thing to me and i i was telling taylor off air about this i am a psychopath like unhealthy psychopath when it comes to <laughs> fantasy football i have books <clears throat> i write down notes i do mock drafts daily um tis the season taylor we have a Godzilla Media Fantasy League that is coming together and we will be having a draft late August. Mm -hmm. That's going to that's going to be a doozy. Which one of us is going to win, right? 
Yeah, one Despite of us is going to win. are saying on fantasy, I know the. the... I, I was about to say there. There are some rumblings and some claims out there that <laughs> there's the people Rigby from calling us out. They're trying to from other podcasts they're saying they're going to win. I believe no. that I am the defending champion in God's fantasy football leagues, and I believe the other person on this show won the year prior. So I'm just saying that. Know who you're uh, coming after before you stake your claim because we're no sh- – I mean, we're no schmucks when it comes to fantasy football. Let's get right to it. I mean, we have a lot to break down. This is going to be a fun show. Um, we're going to go position by position. We have our list of questions, and as they become relevant with what we're talking about, we will bring up the questions <clears throat> that we received today. Let's go to the quarterbacks right off right. the rip. We'll start we'll start easy with the quarterback position and the biggest controversy really through all of fantasy football and, and to me my honest opinion is if you draft a quarterback before the 5th round you're an amateur. That that's hmm. kind of been my thing. I've never drafted a quarterback. I've never fallen in love with the Patrick Mahomes uh Michael Vick when he was the guy. I never drafted <clears throat> Lamar Jackson when he was you know the number 1 overall quarterback two years ago Mm -hmm. let's go through these rankings and i will base these rankings off espn because that is where our draft will be from is going to be off espn i assume in those rankings so that's that's where i pulled these rankings from i'm going to go top five first because those are considered really the elite quarterbacks And, and you you can really get by without elite quarterbacks in fantasy football but it's a discussion people do it every year so we have to talk about it. <laughs> Top five from one through five is Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott, and Lamar Jackson. Um, <clears throat> four, four of those five I, I would be thrilled with having mm-hmm. as my QB1. Is it going to happen? Probably not, just simply because I don't value the quarterback position that much. Um, let's start with it. I mean – there, there's not much to say when it comes to Patrick Mahomes. Uh, yeah, he's, he, he's, he's in a class of his own. He is Patrick Mahomes. If not if, for if, resting week 17 there, last year, he was on pace to set the all-time record for quarterback uh, points. So, yeah. And he probably will do it this year because you have that extra game. If there's anyone, anyone in the world, I would reach over. Because the, the thing with the – quarterbacks is that just statistically the difference between like the number one quarterback and the number 15 quarterback usually isn't that much and that's why you prioritize you know say the running back position because if you don't get one of the top you know 10 to 15 running back especially those top 10 like top eight guys i'd say that's where it starts to maybe fall off you don't get one of those guys then you might be in trouble or at least if you don't get someone who ends up finishing there you might be in trouble. And so, you know, once you get down to like, once you get all the starting running backs off the table, it's like at that point it, it gets rough. If you're, if you're sitting there and you don't have one of those top guys. So yeah, in terms of quarterbacks, Patrick Mahomes is the only one that I could justifiably say, like if you take him in the third round, if you had a strong first two rounds and you want to get frisky and take him, you're never going to have to worry about the quarterback position. If you take Patrick Mahomes, like he's a start and forget no matter what, unless he gets hurt, obviously, but that's, you know, Josh Allen's an interesting topic because I, I, I think to any extent there is regression 
coming for Josh Allen simply because he had that good of a year. That's not a knock on Josh Allen. It's just going to be very hard to repeat what he did last year. Mm -hmm. Um, He was last season's top scoring fantasy quarterback. Thanks to that breakout year that I mentioned 25 years old. He continued to deliver with his legs, which is huge in fantasy football. you got to remember that mm-hmm. it's not just passing stats. It's using their legs, and that's where you see these top five. They're all, to some degree, rushing quarterbacks. Now, you talk about Josh Allen. I think he's definitely QB2. This is where I start to differ right off the rip. Kyler Murray. Look, Kyler is has performed as advertised since being drafted, right? I mean, top 10 in pass attempts, top three in rushing attempts. The offense is catered to use Kyler Murray in a lot of ways. You have DeAndre Hopkins. You have some question marks in the backfield. Now you're, you're assuming that Chase Edmonds is really going to be the guy. You have James Conner as a backup, but you're assuming that DeAndre Hopkins is once again going to be his go-to. I struggle to see that offense progress to a point where I'm taking him over a Lamar Jackson. Um, I I think now the tape is out on Lamar. However, he is the premier rushing quarterback in the NFL and his floor is literally 10 to 15 points a week, simply because he's going to get you close to a hundred yards each and every week on the ground. Lamar Jackson is their running back. Oh, and by the way, he could throw. I'd almost consider Lamar Jackson the top, the number three quarterback here. Yeah, you, I mean, you could even easily argue him at two, too, depending on if how much you think Josh Allen is actually going to regress. Um, but you know, anyone who can get those 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 rushing touchdowns is, I mean, you you get more points. You get more points for in most leagues, in standard leagues, in standard uh, ESPN leagues. Um, they have that you get six points, I believe, for a rushing touchdown as opposed to four, I think, for a passing touchdown. So. Anyone who can run the ball and get touchdowns that way is going to be more valuable. Whether, I, I, I mean, Jackson is good and and at least at running the ball and that and he they don't have a a, a standout running back in the backfield. Um, not that Kyler Murray really does either. Um, I mean, is David Johnson's still there, I believe, right? And he's you know he hasn't been as good as he was, um, but. Yeah, I I could see Demar Jackson going uh, being finishing as high as as second, um, but mean, definitely he could be third. And I, as far as I know, Kyler Murray has said that he's going to try to rush less, not more. He's going to try to be more of a pocket passer. Well, well, I'll start with Kyler. I mean, he's going to see that passing volume in a Cardinal scheme that led the NFL in pace of play um, each of the past two years. So it, it's telling. It, it's very. It's not Chip Kelly-like, but it is in a way that they're going to try to get as many plays in as possible, and they are going to use Kyler Murray in almost every asset that he has. He has that elite rushing ability and locks him in as a strong fancy QB1 either way. Um, When it comes to Lamar and your point, um, the emphasis is going to be for him to throw the ball more, and that was clear based on the Ravens offseason drafting Rashad Bateman, who I like, by the way, we'll get to that. Um, Tylen Wallace, uh, Sammy Watkins was brought in. They already have Hollywood Brown, Mark Andrews, who's a top tight end. Get to him. J.K. Dobbins is another darling fantasy name that we'll get to as well. Um, Lamar should be valued as a 
bottom line mid-range quarterback <clears throat> with the upside to be the top fantasy quarterback this year. I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on the top five because there's just so many more names that people want to hear also, more about. The, they, they don't have uh, David Johnson anymore. I was wrong. They, the Chase Edmonds is, is the Cardinals running back. So, uh, again, I mean, I just don't think that Kyler's going to be rushing quite as much as Lamar is. So if that's what you're valuing, I definitely put Lamar over him. And then Dak Prescott, I just, I'm sorry, I get, I get, I get the logic. Look, you have Amari Cooper, you have CeeDee Lamb, you have Michael Gallup, you have Zeke in the backfield, you have a weakening offensive line. Now the offense is going to have to put up points. I get it because the defense is so bad. However, Dak is coming off a horrific injury. Now, is that, has that been as much of a problem so far? No, but now he has a shoulder strain and it has been at least relayed to us that it's more of a baseball injury than it is a football injury. I don't care either way you slice it. You're at a shoulder injury, a shoulder strain, shoulder fatigue, however you want to put it is not something I want to hear in my fantasy quarterback in the second week of August. That that's not anything. So I'm going to let somebody else take Dak and I'll be okay with being wrong on Dak and letting somebody else flourish with him because I know there's value elsewhere. And we'll, we'll exactly. go right off the rip. You have Aaron Rodgers. His average draft round is six. Russell Wilson is seven overall. Justin Herbert, eight. Brady, nine. Um, now it gets interesting. Out When you start hitting 10, you have Jalen Hurts at 10. which That's <clears> surprising <throat> to me. Uh, we'll get to there. We'll get to that in a second. I understand the logic. Um, do I agree with it? No. And as I'm sitting here in my Devontae Smith Eagles jersey, no, I don't agree with Jalen Hurts being the number 10 quarterback out there. Tannehill at 11, Joe Burrow at 12, Matthew Stafford at 13, and Taylor, I don't know if you have this list in front of you. Um, I have. Uh, I think I have that list, but we had him switch. Do you have an, a standard, or are you looking at the PPR it doesn't matter for quarterbacks. No, know, it doesn't but, matter for quarterbacks. I, I'm going off PPR. The one I had has Matthew Stafford, twelve, and you are mental. You are mental. You bring up a good point. You are mental if you are in a league that's non-half PPR. You are absolutely mental if you are in a league that doesn't I mean, value receptions. Point, but like, yeah, but a league that doesn't value non-PPR, you're sick. You are a sick, <laughs> twisted individual. You're, you're sick. It's not as fun. It's no, more it's fun not. when you add it's it. Not. In. It's not. Uh, like Matt Ryan is, is yeah. Much Matt Ryan's 14. Trevor Lawrence is 15. Ben Roethlisberger's 16. Danny Dimes is 17. Justin Fields is 18, which is interesting, assuming that, I mean, I, that's assuming he starts. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is 19 and Baker is 20. So we'll go, we'll go 10 through 20 now, Taylor. And, and that, that ranges from Jalen hurts all the way to Baker Mayfield. Let's start with Jalen hurts. Um, and we do have a question involving Jalen hurts, but um, it's with quarterbacks that are lower on the list. So I'm going to save the question for now. Um, look, he's, going to be the Eagle starter. There's no competition. There's no denying that he needs to work on his efficiency. He can use his legs. He's going to be a focal point of a offense. Now cater to him. You have weapons on the offense, Miles Sanders, Boston Scott in the backfield. You have a, a when healthy offensive line, a top five offensive line in football. You have two star tight ends at the moment. 
Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. We'll see if Ertz stays. Mm-hmm. And then you have Devontae Smith, Jalen Rager, and Travis Fulgham, Greg Ward at wide receiver. Um, I just <laughs> – I need to see it to believe it. Mm-hmm. I would be willing to take mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts as my backup, but not as my starter. I think that's where Jalen Hurts' value is. And if Jalen Hurts turns out to be your quarterback one by week six, whoever you drafted as your starter, you could probably get good value for this. So say you go and get, you know, a, a Rodgers or a Wilson and Jalen Hurts slips, or you 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 don't trust Rodgers or you don't trust Wilson to be as consistent as they have been. Jalen Hurts is a guy to keep an eye on to kind of fill that backup quarterback spot. Now, I'm typically one of those guys that once I draft a quarterback sixth, seventh round, I'm drafting a quarterback in like the 14th. Like I, yeah. I, I don't I'm care who way. my backup quarterback is for one week. But that's what that's the type of player you're looking at, <clears throat> Jalen Hurts. Now, his ceiling is extremely high. I mean, his ceiling is a Kyler Murray high. He, similar style of play. The offense is going to be catered similar similarly. Um, I just does he have the talent? That's that's going to be the ticket. Um, he needs to overcome that shaky, shaky start that he had last year when he stepped in. He has a good line, elite rushing, high weekly floor with his legs. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I I think he's a bit too high for me right here. But we're getting into you know like so we're talking about the top 10 through 12 right now, or like the 10, 10 through 15 range. This These is are where, the like, people that don't value the quarterback. This is where they're looking. Exactly. And, but also it's like, this is like the end of where everyone has already picked their quarterback. Assuming that all these other quarterbacks are off the board, obviously before you get down to where Jalen hurts is available, then everyone, all the other teams have like their elite guy. Uh, I think you could argue everyone except, I mean, I mean we, you talked briefly about Dak Prescott and I, I would not want to draft him just because you don't want to go into a season with an injury already, but I wouldn't blame you if you did, because he might end up being one of the top. If he's healthy, he's going to be one of the top quarterbacks. Of course that offense has to put up points Yeah, through the way that they are. So if you're getting down to it, where you're at 10, 11, 12, and you're like one of the last teams to get your starting quarterback, I wouldn't blame you for taking a flyer on Hertz, but I think I'm with you in that. I would rather have him as my backup than my starter. And I look, like one, I think it was one for you down. Uh, who was that 11 for you? Tannehill. Stafford? Tannehill. All right. Yeah. Well, I, I look at what is it? 13. It was Stafford, right? Correct. Yep. Correct. That's the guy I'm looking at. And I don't know why he's that low because I think, I mean, I would put Stafford in the top 10. He's on a brand new offense, a pass. Well, they like to run and pass, but they're a high volume offense and like, you know, they were maybe uh, like crippled a little bit with Jared Goff because it turned out he wasn't quite as good. But everyone's, you know, telling me that Matthew Stafford is one of the top, you know, 10 quarterbacks in the league. And now he has guys like Cooper Cup and uh, Robert Woods and a play caller who, you know, has been known to put up volume offenses. So I, I, I really think that he's a guy you can really get at value and he might end up being you know, a top five to six quarterback at finish. You you bring up Matthew Stafford, and this is a guy that last year was horrible, mainly because Detroit's just horrible, it, yeah, right? Awesome. And, and they were a dumpster fire under Matt Patricia in his final year. But this is a guy, 
in Stafford that's finished as a top nine fantasy quarterback six times in the past 10 years. I mean, this is a guy that always is under the radar, always performances. Now, does he use his legs? No, he's not that type of quarterback. But in an offense now that has Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Henderson at running back, um, Higby at tight end, a good offensive line. And uh, Sean McVay calling the plays. And Sean McVay calling the plays. You could do worse than having Matthew Stafford as your QB one, and this was a mm-hmm. guy that I, I've had on all my all my radars. Um, now ESPN lists him as a good QB two option. You could do worse than Matthew Stafford as your QB one, and imagine. And we'll talk about these other positions coming up, obviously, but drafting a guy like Stafford or a Burrow or a Tannehill. In the later rounds, say eight through ten, you could take mm-hmm. those earlier picks and get a whole lot of depth, good value uh, for the rest of your roster. Yeah, and I'd even take Stafford over. Like I look at Tom Brady, and you know, I mean Brady's amazing, but he's, had Brady last year. He's getting up there, and like he has some games are good, some games he puts up a little bit of a stinker, and he relies on the defense to to pull him through. I mean. he's not, I don't think as high a volume guy as he maybe used to be. And so I, when I I look at that offense and that excitement around Matthew Stafford in LA, and I think he's a value you can get. And I think that he would, you could definitely do worse for a QB one. I think I would feel comfortable taking him as my QB one. All right. So let's do, um, well, we did through 20. Now I'll go through 25 because of <laughs> most leagues are 12 team. So that will be 12 times two, 24. So we'll go through 25. Um, 20 through 25 is Baker Mayfield at 20. Deshaun, now this is where one of our questions comes in. Deshaun Watson's at 21. We'll get to Deshaun here in a second. Kirk Cousins is 22. Tua is 23. Carson is 24, which mm-hmm. might change now. Honestly, and, uh, lower. <laughs> Jay and Jameis is at 20. He's not even on my list. Like, and I don't Jamin. know how, why my list is different than yours, but Carson's not even on my list. <laughs> it might be because it, up to 25. it might be because that specific list removed him because of the injury, um, which is very possible. So I'm going to take Carson out of this and go one more <clears> down <throat> after Jameis. And that would be Derek Carr in Vegas. So, um, Deshaun Watson. And we're just going to go into the question right now. We had a question when it comes to, and this is, you know, where you're looking down for value. This is later on in the draft. We had a question draft in a specific order Jalen Hurts, Deshaun Watson, and in parentheses, if you will, if he even plays. Um, and Justin Fields. Now, these are all guys, there's a lot of excitement around Justin Fields, but there's questions around when and if he will start. Now, I would be stunned by week six if Fields is not the starter over Andy Dalton and or Nick Foles. Um, I just just don't simply see where the Bears would gain anything having Fields sit more, especially how good he has been from everything I've heard in camp so far. Now, I get Mm -hmm. it, it's camp. He's not getting tackled. He's not getting rushed. He's not getting touched. So I get it. However, 
this is a guy that if I'm looking for a backup quarterback and my starter is somebody consistent in the top 10 that we mentioned, Justin Fields is a guy that, hell yeah, I would take a flyer in the 13th, 14th round and stash him on my bench. Justin Fields <laughs> has the potential to be a top 10 quarterback fantasy-wise down the stretch. Not that he will be, but he has that potential, and that's something that intrigues me, especially uh, when it comes to the later rounds and you're looking to fill out your depth and maybe somebody to hold on to, not for the immediate, but for, say, the fantasy football playoffs. He's a good insurance policy that could pay massive dividends for you. For sure. I mean, you know, um, rookie quarterbacks are are kind of an anomaly sometimes because even like they can come in and like, you know, some uh, tight ends or wide receivers, they're rookies. They, they take a year where they just kind of have to adjust some rookie quarterbacks, not that they even play well for the team, so to speak, like the, the team might not win with them, but they can put up numbers. I, I'm going back to, you know, like a Pat Mahomes, obviously he's an outlier cause he's so good, but like other people have come in and, and they just put up numbers like Lamar when he was first coming out and, yep. And then he went crazy and it's like people don't know what they're capable of. So it's hard to game plan for someone when you don't technically know how they're going to play in the NFL. So that can go two ways where if they play poorly, then it, you're, you're, you're shit out of luck. Um, that's why, I mean, you, no one's, I would hope no one's taking fields as their QB one, unless you <laughs> waited until the last round and you're just like, you drafted no quarterback strategy, which I know people who do that, who, who take a, a no quarterback strategy. Like they literally will, he won't, I know one guy in particular, I think he listens to the podcast. He might be listening right now, but he, he will like not take a quarterback until literally the last round. And I'm like, always, every time he comes up, I'm just like, is he, is this the, is this the round? Is he going to cave? Nope. He'll go all the way to the end. But yeah, if, if once he starts, he could definitely come out guns a blazing, especially if he's using his legs and getting, you know, those those yard touchdown uh, on the ground touchdowns. And people don't know how to game for him, game plan for him at first. Uh, I mean, Allen Robinson is a good guy. I like Darnell Mooney. I, I'm sure we'll get to him eventually um, in terms of talking about wide receivers and sleepers and flyers. Sure. We like, um, but yeah, so uh, he's got he's got some weapons. If he ends up starting, which I assume he will, just like you, at least midway through, even earlier maybe, depending on how their season goes. Uh, he's a guy I would take late and have and stash him on my back. And keep in mind, the Bears have a very friendly division when it comes to defenses. And that's when you're with that. That's kind of the what you look at outside of the fact. And I'll bring up the Bears uh, real quick and their schedule. It, it's it's easy. I mean, think about playing the Lions twice. The Packers have never been good defensively. The Vikings aren't what they used to be. So this is this is a team, and I have their schedule now. So assume Fields starts week five, just for shits and giggles. Vegas, Green Bay, now Tampa, that would be a disaster. Uh, San, San Francisco could be a disaster San, too. San Francisco could be rough. But then Pittsburgh, whose defense really, you know what? Pittsburgh's defense is good, but not yeah, I great. I mean, you're you going to have, have TJ Watt coming at you. So. Baltimore's defense is good. Baltimore's defense is good. Mm -hmm. But Detroit. then Detroit, Arizona, Green Bay, Minnesota, Seattle, Giants, Vikings down the home stretch when it matters for fantasy football. 
those are all winnable games for me when I, when I'm looking when I'm looking at Arizona Green Bay is not winnable but they'll be throwing the football a lot Minnesota Seattle mm-hmm. the Giants Minnesota again those none of those defenses stick out to me so um, it, it, like I said if you're looking for a guy with value, Justin Fields might be it. Now we had a question. <clears throat> the question was, oh, draft them in order: Jalen Hurts, Deshaun Watson, and Justin Fields. Let's touch on Watson real quick because I'm sure there's a lot of listeners out there that are wondering: Do I even consider Deshaun Watson? He's been on the practice field for the Texans. He has those pending um, allegations against him. I expect this is just my gut. And I flirted around with this in a couple mock drafts. Deshaun Watson always falls because most people know where this is mm-hmm. going. Um, I'm almost willing to bet that Deshaun Watson will be on a league mandated suspension um, based on the fact facing allegations of sexual assault, inappropriate behavior, and 22 pending lawsuits. Um He's not going to be your starter. Let me be clear. This is, but this is a guy that's finished as a top five fantasy quarterback each of the past three years. This is a guy that is a stud. This is a guy that would be gone before the fifth round in any draft outside of this year. Um, he's dual threat, has ranked in the top six among quarterbacks in rushing <laughs> yards and passing touchdowns. Um. This is a risky investment, though. Now, would I take him in the 14th, 15th round? And if I have to drop him, I'll drop him? Sure, absolutely. But you have to you have to be the one to value that spot. And if you're going to waste a spot on a guy that likely won't see the field this year, and that's what you're taking, that's what you're gambling with when it comes to Deshaun Watson this season. Yeah, definitely. If you're gonna take him, let him fall and take take him. If somebody's going to take them in the ten, like 15, 14th round or sooner, let them. Let them. That's what I mean. Is it, like if you get down to a point also where like you're sitting there and it's like round 15 or 14 or 15 and there's no one else that you even like, but he's still sitting there, then maybe, yeah, depending on who you have for your – if you don't trust your starting quarterback, you don't have your starting quarterback yet, um, I mean, sure, go for it, but like eh, – Probably not going to be on my team. I'll tell you that much. I'm letting that that fall where it may, and someone else can deal with that headache. I want a, a quarterback who's reliable. And that goes to the other one. We've already touched on Jalen Hurts, but I think when you're talking about these three, I would draft Jalen in this order, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields, and Deshaun Watson. Um, my reasoning is Jalen Hurts is going to start every game bearing an injury. Um, he has the weapons on offense and he has the legs to make him a safe play each and every week, simply because you're going to get those rushing yards out of him. He's a safe play, a solid QB too. Justin Fields is more of an investment to see if he will be the starter by midseason. I mean, we're just assuming that the bears will, we don't know how their thinking is, but on recent seasons, there isn't really much as a such thing as a red shirt season for a quarterback anymore. So I would be stunned to see fields not in there by week six. Um, Very friendly second half schedule for him. And then Deshaun Watson is just a hope and a prayer 
Now, if you draft him and he somehow sees the field and gets traded and somebody acquires him, all of a sudden you have a top five fantasy quarterback. So the risk, the, the risk reward is there, but however, I'm not seeing a way in 2021 to Sean Watson sees the field. So that is my logic for Hertz fields Deshaun Watson in that order. I would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, Hertz, you can definitely have, even if you, he's your, your quarterback, your starting quarterback, I wouldn't call you crazy as long as you've got value other places. Um, if you're stacked at running back and you're, you've got solid wide receivers and you want to go with Jalen hurts and see how he does. That's fine. And more power to you. You might, I mean, if he, if that connection to Devonte Smith is true, then, you know, you could be looking at a top 10 finish at quarterback for, for Jalen hurts easily. And then obviously I think fields, yeah, has the potential to, to be a breakout guy, but I agree with you that he won't be starting right away and it may take a couple weeks. I don't know how many weeks because a lot of times, you know, they go into a season and it's, you, I don't know when he's going to start. And by week like three, he's they're in. So I, he could be starting a lot sooner uh, than we think, but still he is going to be unproven. So I, I mean, he's got to be the backup guy that you, you stash on your bench and Watson, I personally wouldn't take him, but if you did, and like you said, he somehow plays, gets traded even, if he goes to the Eagles or something crazy, oh man, you you, you already you, yeah you have a top five quarterback at at, at worst top ten so yeah. All right, how so it. how we're gonna close out each position? Stud, dud, and breakout. We're gonna list a stud for each, a dud for each and a breakout for each. I'll start off with you, Taylor, who is going to be your stud quarterback for the 2021 season when it comes to the quarterback position. Hey, it's Gaz here from getting there with Gaz. Gaz in the go. Levac and Gaz. You're listening to Gaz in the media podcast. And for those things to happen, for us to continue to have great content, we hope that you continue to support our sponsors like our friends over at Johnstone Supply in Troy. If you're looking to make that change, air conditioning, ventilation in your home, whatever it might be, heating, Johnstone Supply is the place for you right on 6th Avenue in Troy. Going on right now, Fujitsu ductless splits, energy-saving, ultra-low temperature models that you can have in your home. Also, Johnstone Supply is now carrying the J-Series VRF systems for even more efficiency and flexibility. And if you're looking for that basic cost-efficient option, they now have the Westinghouse made by Fujitsu as well. So they've got all the things you need. Great people. Say hello to my guy Tom in there, James and Kevin or Rob, whoever it might be. You've already got the intro of the people you want. Tom, James, Kevin, Rob, those are the guys working the front desk. Maybe you'll be able to see our guy, the boss, George. If you want to learn more about George and Johnstone Supply and Troy, check out their feature here on Godzilla Media where we talk about Johnstone Supply and Troy. You can check out the inside and more. You're looking to make the change, check them out, johnstonesupply.com, or call them today, 518-272-5992, 518-272-5922, Johnstone Supply in Troy. Also, we got to give love to our friends over at Techies Fire and Water Restoration, your best way back to normal, tefirewater.com. Get their number down right now, write down their information, because maybe in the future, mold damage, fire, water, Something may be happening to your home that you're not prepared for. Prepare now with Tech East Fire and Water Restoration. These guys, whether it's Facebook, Twitter, or the work they do, Mike Corden and his staff will continue to help here in the Capital Region. 
to make sure you don't have to deal with these issues, to make sure that if you have something happen to something that you absolutely love, you can get back to normal with Techies Fire and Water Restoration. And thanks to Techies Fire and Water Restoration, LeVac and Giles will be broadcasting live again Monday, August 16th, live from the new Mohawk Chevrolet dealership in Malta from 4 to 6 o'clock. Check out the broadcast on Techies Fire and Water Restoration's Facebook page. Again, facebook.com slash Water. Techies Fire and Water Restoration. Also, by the way, let's give love to the Albany Empire. The Albany Empire playing for the championship. Come out and support the team Saturday, August 14th. And if that's not enough, also a quick shout out to our friends over at Smoky Bones, our home for Monday Night Football here. Godzilla Media's Smoky Bones. You're looking forward to football? The place to watch the game is Smoky Bones. Now, back to this Godzilla Media podcast. Matthew Stafford is going to be a stud. I think he's going to be a guy without the rushing touchdowns. You don't need rushing touchdowns to be a top quarterback. It helps, but you don't need it. And so I think he could easily finish in the top five. I think that offense is going to be absolutely explosive. I think it's going to be reminiscent of Jared Goff's first year, but better because I think Stafford throws a better deep ball than he does all day long. I think Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are going to eat. So my stud is Matthew Stafford. I agree with you. I'm going to go with Justin Herbert. We have not talked Justin Herbert on the show, and I, I love Justin Herbert going into this season. Absolutely love Justin Herbert. I had him last year, and I think he's only going to be better this year. He had 36 touchdowns to 10 interceptions in 15 games last year. He was a top 10 fantasy quarterback in 60% of his starts. That only trailed Rodgers and Kyler at the position last year. Herbert's numbers certainly benefited from a friendly offense with a lot of weapons, um, but new offensive coordinator Joe Lombardi has the tendency to be very heavy on the pass. And the running back, and we'll talk about running backs in a, in a bit, when it comes to Austin Eckler, he is more of a pass-friendly running back. Um, he's not going to be one of those guys. He's not a Melvin Gordon where he's going to bulldoze you over. This is going to be a very heavy pass-oriented offense. Now, you lost Hunter Henry. I get it. But you still have two beasts of Keenan Allen, Mike Williams on the outside. He's only 23 years old. I think even though he has an underwhelming supporting cast outside of the two that I mentioned along with Eckler, this is just a guy that has a really stable floor as you're as a solid QB one with a chance to have a Josh Allen type season. Like we saw from Allen last year. I just, I love this kid through and through and I think he's going to be a stud. Yeah. I mean, I got nothing bad to say about Justin Herbert. I think he he's a guy I would love to have on my fantasy team. All right, let's go with the dud. Let's start off with your dud of the quarterback position for 2021. My dud. Ooh, I got to think about this for a second. Um, you know, there's a lot of guys that I don't think will perform as well as maybe their their I mean, when I look at this list, I see like Ben Roethlisberger He's at 16. I wouldn't want him on my team. I, I think he's getting up there with age, and I, I just don't think that Pittsburgh uh, offense is going to be so explosive, at least not in the in the air attack. I think on the ground game, Najee Harris will get to the running backs at some point, but I think that's where you're going to find your value at Pittsburgh. So uh, I'd fade Ben Roethlisberger. I think he's going to be the dud this year. I am going to throw out 
Tua Tungavailoa. And the reason I say that, yes, he's the clear-cut starter in Miami. Yes, they have uh, a friendly offense, Miles Gaskin, a running back. They brought in Waddle. They have Devontae Parker still. They brought in Will Fuller as well. They have Gasicki at tight end, a good offensive line. I just don't like Tua. I don't think he has it as an <laughs> NFL quarterback. Um, efficiency needs to improve. He ended with 14 touchdowns and five interceptions, was QB 15 in fantasy points during seven full games last year as a rookie. He adds some value with his legs, has that improved supporting cast, like I mentioned, but he's not a sure thing. He's well positioned for a second year improvement, but it's not at the it's not more so what I think to it could be this year. It's where he's going. He is ranked, like I said, he is he is 23rd, which is reasonable here. However, you're seeing him go eighth, ninth round as a quarterback in some in some mock drafts. And I I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I just don't see it. Um, he's not a starter. Some people view him as a starter. And for me, he's nothing more than a late round flyer on draft day. Yeah, I think I had him on my team last year, and uh, he, I don't think he really started at all for my team. And if he did, he wasn't very effective. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I, I don't think that he can't be a starter, but I, I'd like to see a little more from him before could I you, go and take a high pick. Could you do worse as your QB2? No, but I, I don't feel good about my chances if he if I have to rely on him week in and week out, considering that offense typically in the past, um, they've they relied, especially last year, on that defense and the running game to get mm-hmm. them where they go. I mean, were they competitive last year? Sure, they were a surprise team, but I, I think that was more in spite of Tua and because of Ryan Fitzpatrick more than anything. All right, let's go to the mm-hmm. breakout for your quarterback in 2021. So – I got to clarify what you mean by breakout exactly. Like a guy who's just coming up that you think is going to do well or do do did poorly last year and you think he'll do better. It could be it, it could be either. It could be somebody that took a Josh Allen leap that no nobody really saw coming or it could be a rookie that you think is going to have immediate impact. You could take it either way you <clears> want. I'm not I don't have rules on this show. Just don't <laughs> just don't talk stupid. Cuz I All know right. where you're going with this. Do you? Maybe. I don't I don't think you do. I, don't, I think I'm going to come out of left field of this one. Okay. All right, go All for right. it. So this guy this guy isn't new, not really, but I think he's going to do well um because he always kind of does and I think I like the weapons around him. I'm going to go Ryan Fitzpatrick for the Washington football team. I think He's not okay. He's a high okay. volume quarterback. He likes throwing it. I love Terry McLaurin. He's one of my favorite uh, wide receivers out there. And he's got Antonio Gibson in the backfield to take some heat off. I think he's going to put up some crazy games with some crazy numbers, whether they win or not. I don't know. But I, I think, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick, if you have him as your QB one, I think he's going to be workable, workable as your starter. I think he has a significantly um, defined ceiling. Now, so so you know what I mean. Like he's not gonna win you yes. le- weeks, but he's not gonna lose you weeks. 
Um, yeah. so, so I, I guess that's a reasonable break. I, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'd rather, if I'm drafting Ryan Fitzpatrick, I'm kind of looking at myself and, and viewing it as a panic. Not that you're going to be wrong. I'm not saying that, but just me personally, like oh, I would fair. view it as like a, a panic pick. Like I, think I didn't, I didn't know who else to take. So I took Ryan Fitzpatrick. If you're in like round eight and you pick him, yeah, that, that might be a panic pick. But if, if your plan going in is you're going to pick Fitzpatrick, and he's going to be the guy you trust more or less week in, week out. Maybe you take a Justin Fields on the back end just to shore yourself up. Maybe you put him in if if he starts getting hotter than Fitzpatrick. But if your team is solid around him and you put Ryan Fitzpatrick in there, I don't think it's going to be bad for you. I will keep harping on it. Terry McLaurin is one of my favorite uh guys and i mean honestly i might have to talk about him in our wide receiver section so i might have to shut up right now <laughs> uh but my I like breakout I, I i don't know if I, this is considered cheating based on where he is rankings wise but i don't think maybe this is more just me not enough people patrick are talking yeah patrick mahomes is my breakout <laughs> for 2021 <laughs> no joe burrow and, and the reason i i say burrow is Look, he's coming off the torn ACL. Yes, he's ranked 12th in the rankings. However, I think a lot of people are scared off because of the ACL injury that he had last year, and not a lot of people realize what they did on offense. Um, volume is king, and that's not usually often applied to quarterbacks, but it should probably fit the bill when you're talking about Joe Burrow, um, and especially last season. Prior to week 11, he ranked first among quarterbacks in snaps and dropbacks, second in pass attempts, ninth in passing yards, and 14th in fantasy points. Does he need to work on his efficiency? Yes, it was solid, though. And he has, in my opinion, one of the best supporting casts a fantasy football owner could ask for when it comes to your quarterback. Uh, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. You brought in Jamar Chase. You have Joe Mixon at running back. Um, he is a very good quarterback, too, that has a chance to have. Now, is he as mobile as a Josh Allen? No. But is he going to use his legs? Yeah, and he showed that he will. And I don't think he's going to be scared because of this, because of this ACL injury. Mm -hmm. You're not going to see him much in preseason, but he's going to be ready to rock in week one. Joe Burrow... Would I feel good with him being like if I take a Joe Burrow quarter at quarterback? I'm auto, I'm I'm quickly looking at like a guy like Jalen Hurts. I'm quickly looking at a guy like a uh, Trevor Lawrence, a uh, 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 Justin like a uh, Justin Fields, a uh, Baker Mayfield, somebody that in a pinch I can trust because I'm not so sure it's going to you know hit. But Joe Burrow has a safe floor, and I think he's he's lined up for a pretty good breakout year. Yeah, I can definitely see it, especially with Jamar Chase. You know, they have that uh, that old connection. Such there. a good connection. That's uh, what I, I mean. just it, and like if if that gets unleashed, I mean, you know, the sky's the limit for the for Burrow. There, um, we know he's got like the accuracy and the arm to do it. Uh, whether the offensive line can hold up long enough for him to actually throw the ball and not shatter his knees again, I don't know. That's questionable. Um, but I think, yeah. I agree with you. He, he he could definitely be the breakout star. I would feel okay with him being my starter. Don't know if I would actually draft him to be my starter, though. If if I had to and he was right. there, then I'll, I'll settle for him. I'll, I'll say that. 
So let's go to running back. Our quarterback, our quarterback position is done, and we go after forty-five minutes. After forty-five minutes, so you can tell how long of an episode this is. Hey, this is a fantasy football special. You knew what you're getting yourself into. We appreciate you hopping along. Um, let's let's go to the running backs because I look. This is where you start your fran- Like this is where you start off your roster, more or less. I mean, this is what the first round mostly consists of, and we're, we'll go through the top ten rankings first. McCaffrey at one, Dalvin Cook at two, Alvin Kamara at three, Saquon Barkley at four, Derrick Henry is five, Zeke is six, Jonathan Taylor is seven, Austin Eckler is eight, Aaron Jones is nine, Nick Chubb is ten. We'll move on after we get through these ten guys. Um, I'll start off with McCaffrey. McCaffrey is, in my opinion, the clear-cut number one fantasy player of the 2021 season he should be the number one overall pick in any draft that you are in if he's not he's not going past two and and i don't know if if the guy at one really knows what he's doing because mccaffrey is going to be a hog he's coming off a really injury riddled season last year Mm, but joe brady's running back friendly offense along with matt rule he's a candidate in my opinion, Taylor, for 400 touches, 400 touches through the air and on the ground, and it's locked in as the top asset in fantasy football. Yeah, no questions asked about it. I mean, as long as he's healthy, he will be the number one running back or at least competing for it, and I would feel no qualms about taking him at number one unless you're worried about the injuries, which, I mean, I personally was slighted by (laughs) – Christian McCaffrey last year. I'm in, because- I'm in a league this year. Uh, I was granted the number one overall pick. I'm not even thinking twice. Not even thinking twice. All right, all right. I probably wouldn't either. I mean, I'd probably still take him. Uh, just in the the our league with Gaz last year, um, I I think I was on my way to really competing uh, for the win there. If I had had you know my number one. Pick Who won last year, Taylor? Who won yeah, last year? Well, uh, who didn't have their number one pick? Me. I didn't have my number one pick. I didn't have Christian McCaffrey all year. He played like four games. And you know what? Those four games were amazing. Those four games that he played, it was like 25. He averaged like 25 points per game. Well, that's to crazy. the point where that that's to the point where, you know, if he he's plays, gonna be a stud. Uh Dalvin plays, Cook. Look, there's not much to be said about Dalvin Cook. He is what he is. He's going to be Cent, uh, a centric piece of a run heavy offense out in Minnesota. He is probably a pretty solid consensus number two running back. Um, this is where it gets interesting because these are three running backs that I've seen in different orders. And and I, I let's do this. Let's take Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, and Derrick Henry at three, four, and five, and personally rank them because I think that's where the conversation is. There's a clear top two. However, there there is a top three there, uh, the next three, that could go either way. Uh, and we also had a question about where to take Saquon Barkley because of the obvious injury concern around him and the Giants being conservative uh, with his workload moving forward and the fact that he just came off the pup list yesterday, um, yesterday being Monday as we were recording on Tuesday. Uh, this is a guy that, look, he is a top five running back in the NFL. I love Saquon to death. Um, however, this is a guy, in my opinion, 
that's an obvious name to possibly start avoiding if he's, you know, one of, if you are a top five pick. Now, if you are at six, seven, eight, and Saquon Barkley falls, I'm taking him because that could be the number yeah. one running back in the draft. However, this is a guy. Um, and the question was, is take is Saquon <clears throat> Barkley where to take him round-wise? Saquon Barkley is not getting out of the first round in any draft that you are in. Somebody is going to think that he stays healthy and will be the running back that everybody expects him to be. I personally know Saquon. I know his work ethic, and I know how much of a high pain tolerance he has. I am the size of his leg, of his calf. This dude (laughs) played the Big Ten championship game my senior season on a sprained ankle that should keep running backs out for a month. He is going to be just fine, and if he is healthy, um, Joe Judge and Jason Garrett are going to utilize him. Keep in mind, Jason Garrett is the offensive coordinator who ran Zeke into the ground for his seasons down in Dallas. Um, It's just, are you going to see the full workload early on in the season? I have a hard time believing that. Um, He shredded the knee in week two of last year like, like we've been talking about. He dropped to a borderline RB1-2 status because of it in a lot of people's rankings. Um, there is a sense for me to avoid Saquon in the top five. However, if you are lucky enough to get him in the second half of your first round, don't even think about pressing that button. I mean, you, you go for it. Yeah, if he's falling to 7, 8, 9, 10, um, or the beginning of the second, if that's possible. Uh, not likely, yeah. not likely. Yeah, you, you pull the trigger on him. Uh, I don't know. Did you actually rank uh, Kamara and Henry or I haven't yet. I, we're just tackling Saquon for now and then yeah. we'll get to Kamara and yeah. Henry because that's part right. of this. All right. I would take Kamara and Henry before uh, Saquon. And I'd even think about taking Zeke before Saquon. Um only because of the the injury risk and and you know like coming off an injury like that and taking it slow or that's what we're hearing uh from the giants is that that that's the plan is to have him not take that amazing workload that we think he eventually will get to if you think at the end of the season he's going to be fine then yeah you're going to want that stud for you know the the playoffs if you make it there or even the playoff push if he's playing by that time that you know that's like six seven eight weeks in when you're really starting to make the push for the playoffs um you i think saquon could be that guy and he's a christian mccaffrey type who can do it all he can run but he can also catch it out of the backfield and if he's going to combine all those and he's going to be the focal point of the giants offense which isn't you know the giants aren't amazing they have kenny galladay but you with Daniel Jones at center under center, you don't really know what you're going to be getting necessarily. So if Barkley is his safety valve, which I think he has been for him in the past before he got injured. Uh, yeah. I would feel good about taking Saquon if he's fallen to you at that six, seven, eight, nine range. Um, before that, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take him at two. I wouldn't go out of my way mm-hmm. to go. Oh, I think, I think he's my mm-hmm. guy. I'm going to take him at two. No, I wouldn't do that. Take the Dalvin Cook, take the Alvin Kamara, take the Derrick Henry, and even take maybe take the Zeke even before you. So, take him. so I've I'm in this exact dilemma because in my um, frat league from from college that that we've been doing for years, um, I'm third, so I'm gonna miss out on McCaffrey, and I already know I'm missing out on McCaffrey and Cook because the first two picks have been publicly announced. Um, <laughs> 
Well, um, I mean, come on now. <laughs> so I've done a lot of digging into the dilemma of Camara, Henry, or Saquon. And this oh. is the conclusion. It, it, it is. And, it, you know, that's splitting, that's, hairs. that's splitting hairs, but that's the part of fantasy, especially early on in the first round. Um, mm-hmm. The way I look at it is Alvin Kamara, who was the top fantasy running back of last season, finished a position best 80% of his outings as a top 10 back. And this is a guy whose role in a Sean Payton offense is about as clear and consistent as they come. Uh, He's finished between 171 and 194 carries each of the past three seasons while having 81, 81, 81, and 83 receptions in his first four seasons in the NFL. So pretty clear role for him. He's yet to finish a season lower than fifth at running back in targets, receptions, or receiving yards, and has finished top two in total touchdowns during three of the four seasons. There's a big but, though, right, Taylor? Drew Brees is gone. So what about this Saints offense that can you piece together for Alvin Kamara? Well, I'm assuming Jameis Winston is going to be the starter because Taysom Hill, he is what he is. Um, I'm assuming they're going to at least go for it with Jameis. Keep in mind that Michael Thomas is out for a majority of the first half of the season, possibly even longer. Now there's rumblings. He doesn't even want to play for the Saints. Yep. You don't really have that tight end anymore. Jimmy Graham's gone. You don't have a – I mean, look, Traquan Smith is your starting wide receiver one right now. Emmanuel Sanders is gone. He's up in Buffalo. Yep. So who's going to be receiving all of these targets – from Jameis Winston. It's going to be Alvin Kamara. And if you were in a PPR league, I'm not panicking because probably his touchdown um, amount is going to be down this year. He's going to make up for that because he's about one of the only players that can be trusted in this offense. You're not asking Latavius Murray to take on more than he's already taken on. Latavius Murray's 31 years old. He's one of the best insurance policies in football, but he's not going mm-hmm. to take over Alvin Kamara's role. I mean, that's just simply not going to happen. He signed that big contract. So Alvin Kamara is still going to be pretty damn good. Now, Derrick Henry, which, again, <laughs> we're splitting hairs here. Derrick Henry and I, Taylor, I, can, I don't know if I've, you know, I'm alone in this. I know I'm not. Maybe you're one of these people. I was always in the belief for the past couple years that I'd rather avoid Derrick Henry so I'm not burned by him rather than take him and hope that he has you know the dominant line that he's had. I can I can do well elsewhere without taking Derrick Henry is more my point. Um yeah. this year it's going to be hard to ignore <laughs> that because he's done it in back-to-back years now where Henry, you know, back in 2019 had 1,500 yards rushing on 303 touches, 16 touchdowns. If that wasn't good enough, he had 378 touches, had a 2,000-yard season, and 17 tutties last year on the ground. Mm -hmm. He has now led the league in carries, rushing yards, and rushing touchdowns in each of the past two years. He finished both of them as a top-five fantasy back, despite tolling only 55 targets during that span. Which is kind of my point. 
this Titans offense has kind of evolved a little bit this year. You have AJ Brown and Julio Jones. Now is Julio Jones at age 32 going to be the Julio we all know and love? Probably not. He's not even going to be the number one receiving option this year. There's a better offensive line. Ryan Tannehill, his success is based on Derrick Henry's success. There's not any threat to Derrick Henry in this offense when it comes to that backfield. The lack of receiving work does lead to the occasional bust, so you have to be willing to admit that because if the Titans fall, Derrick Henry's role is kind of gone because they're going to be throwing the football. Now at 27 years old, has shown no signs of slowing down. He's a solid RB1 in PPR. Um, However, I have to put him behind Kamara based on the fact that he does not have much of a role when they go pass heavy. Yeah, I mean, Alvin Kamara is a guy. Well, if you look at the Saints, the only issue I would have with Alvin Kamara or taking him and again, we're just splitting hairs here because if you, you end up with either one of these guys, you're happy. Um, you're not going to be sad because you d- missed out on Alvin Kamara and had to settle for Derrick Henry. But um, is the fact that there's no, there's not a ton of real weapons other than Alvin Kamara. So you're going to think that most defenses are going to key in on Alvin Kamara and he's going to be the focal point of the defensive scheme, um, being that he there's no other huge star assuming was that, that way with Le'Veon was that way with Le'Veon exactly too. it's hard you got it that's one thing to be game planning for it's another thing to stop it so that's why I wouldn't I wouldn't shy away from taking him I'm, I'm not gonna be like oh because he's the only person on the field that you really worry about that he, he he's not gonna be one of the top uh running backs in the league um and then with Derrick Henry yeah I, I could definitely remember like years ago where it was kind of a gamble to take him because you never knew exactly where you're gonna get but at this point, I mean, he is one of the it's best, if not ignore. the best running back in the league. And like he he's going to put up these games um, where he's just going off for like 100 yards and two touchdowns or more. Um, will he have stinkers where, you know, they stop the running game and try to throw the ball because they're down? Sure. But, you know, if they still get in with within, you know, five to ten, the red zone, you know, like they're, they can still turn to him and have him punch it in so i think either one of these guys is a solid option but yeah if you're in ppr you're getting extra points for alvin Kamara's receiving which is going to be a big part of what he does so yeah you have to give the nod slightly to Kamara, but you know splitting hairs here either one of them is fine so when it comes to our fans question of where is saquon barkley going to go um He's not getting out of the first round. However, we do value a guy like Alvin Kamara, a guy like Derrick Henry, possibly even Zeke before you get to Saquon. I'm not so sure about Zeke as well because of how pass heavy that offense is going to be. And Zeke has regressed every single season Mm -hmm. in the NFL. His statistics have gone down. Look, I get it. He's healthier. He lost some weight. Offensive line should be healthier. Maybe a more friendly game script. However, Dak back. Dak is back. Um, I I will take Saquon over Zeke as well, but no later than eight or nine should Saquon Barkley be on your board. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I could take Zeke over him. I mean, he has rumored to have lost weight and he is going to 
probably be looking hard, heavy for a bounce back season as he was just not good last year. And with Dak there, hopefully Dak stays. Um, I'm thinking he's going to be back uh, to kind of his old ways. I think Zeke is going to be a guy who who's going to be one of the top running backs for sure. I would feel I would feel comfortable taking him even over Saquon. But if Saquon's falling to you after all those guys are gone, yeah, you could probably take him. But the next couple guys on the list are. That's what I that's what I want to get to now that, you know, we're, we're outside of that top six. There is a clear top six, I, I, I think, of, of running backs and McCaffrey, Cook, Camaro, Saquon, Henry and Zeke. Now it gets interesting, right? Now it's kind of like those guys, like, do I take that top? Do I take that top wide receiver now? Do, do mm-hmm. I take the running back? Do I dare take, if you take Travis, let me tell you what, if you take Travis Kelsey in the first round, like some of these <laughs> mocks have, I'm going to smack you. That's a warning. That's something Brian Katie would do. I hope he's going to hear that. That's something Brian Katie's going to do. He's going to take Travis Kelsey and I'm going to get up and smack him in the face. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Brian. Um, Jonathan Taylor at seven at running back, which I know is your boy. We'll get to him in a second. Cause I think things are, things are a changing for them. Mm-hmm. Austin Eckler at eight, Aaron Jones, nine, Nick Chubb, 10, Deandre Swift, 11, this has Cam Akers at 12. You can remove him off your draft boards because he had ruptured his Achilles. Joe Mixon at 13. Najee Harris at 14. Miles Sanders at 15. Antonio Gibson at 16. Clyde Edwards Lair at 17. Chris Carson at 18. J.K. Dobbins at 19. Josh Jacobs at 20. David Montgomery at 21. Miles Gaskin at 22. Chase Edmonds at 23. Travis Etienne at 24 and Mike Davis rounding out the top 25 at 25. So we listed off there's uh, and well, I'm not going past 25. I, I know a lot of people will go through and look for those depth guys. That's where our, that's where our breakout stud and duds are going to come from. We'll pick guys from later on in the rankings, but we want to break down the, really the top 25 of, of each ranking two two starters for each team. You see where I'm going with this folks. Yeah. So <clears throat> let's go to Jonathan Taylor and, and, and while we're at it, that was another question that came up. And if you're watching on YouTube, you see the question. And if you're listening on Apple or Spotify, stay away from Colts weapons, question mark. Um, With the injury to Quentin Nelson on the offensive line, with the injury to Carson Wentz at quarterback, all of a sudden this Colts offense, Sam Ellinger today took first team reps. And Ian Rappaport came out again today saying that the Colts are not exploring a trade in the quarterback market. So I guess my Nick Foles idea is kind of snuffed for now, whatever. (laughs) Um, You're our resident Colts fan. Is Jonathan Taylor the seventh best running back now in fantasy football? Uh, No. Um, Let's talk about first uh, the injury to Quentin Nelson. It's the same injury as Patrick or not Patrick as Carson Wentz. Yep. Um, same timetable, five to twelve weeks. I would bet if I was a betting man, I would bet that that's going to be on the sooner side 
rather than the later side. Whereas Carson might take 12 weeks to, to recover from this injury. Big Q is a tough guy. He's really tough. And I wouldn't be surprised if he plays week one, even if it's a, just a five week and he comes back and he plays. If it if it's coming down to pain management, I think that he's a guy who's going to be out there. So I don't think he's going to miss as much time as maybe he possibly could. That's just my prediction. I have no no fact in that at all. That's just literally what I think. I think Big Q will be out there to play. If not week one, then week two or three. He's not going to miss a ton of time. The question of whether Jonathan Taylor is going to be a top 10 running back is not a question of whether the offensive line will be healthy. I don't think. I think they're going to be fine overall when it comes down to it throughout the length of the season. The question is, how is he going to split between Jonathan Taylor, Marlon Mm -hmm. Mack, and Neiman Hines. Ding, ding, ding. Uh-huh. It's a three-horse running back a, a race in, in the backfield there. It is not three, one three guy. Horror, three-horse race? <laughs> yes, it's a three-horse race. There's not one guy. It is not Jonathan Taylor's backfield alone. He is not going no, to, He may turn into not. the workhorse. Maybe. I think the baton is there. They, I think eventually they would love for him to take that from Marlon Mack, but they also just re-signed him. So I don't know. I think they like the two the two running back split. And that in fantasy is a death sentence. You do not want that because you don't no. know who's going to be the guy. And Marlon Mack is no scrub. Marlon Mack is a legit he could have been a top 10 to 15 running back on his own if Jonathan Taylor wasn't there. And I think Jonathan Taylor could also be a top 10 to 15 running back. But the fact is they are both there. So they're going to split time. You're never going to know which day they're going to go off. And which one's the other one's going to go off. And then you throw in Neiman Hines, who's more of the receiving back. And he's doing a lot of the receiving work. I don't know who's going to be the top running back for this offense. You have, you took all the words and all the points out of my mouth. Look, Taylor is a solid running back one, but the ceiling is limited because of the presence of Mac and Naheem Hines. That's just what it is. And when I'm looking at getting my RB one, whether it be in the first or second round, I could do better than Jonathan Taylor, especially considering these rankings. And I'll start from there. I look at Aaron Jones, who is a part of the Green Bay Packers offense. Mm -hmm. And look, he is locked in as a solid RB1. You can get scared about A.J. Dillon all you want. Jamal Williams is gone. Um, But this is a guy that is back – Signed a new deal. He's 26 years old, has been a top five fantasy back in each of the past two years, ranked no lower than 15th in carries, no lower than 12th in targets among running backs among those campaigns. Aaron Rodgers trusts him. And as if we haven't said enough about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers on this show, it matters who Aaron Rodgers trusts. And outside of Devontae Adams, I think number two would be Aaron Jones. And I just, I, I think that, you know, yes, he may lose some goal line work to Dylan, but I don't think it matters. I think he's locked in as a solid RB1. There's not as much of a threat for losing time for Aaron Jones than it is for Jonathan Taylor, especially when it comes to game script, because with the Packers being who the Packers are, pass heavy with Aaron Rodgers, that doesn't hurt Aaron Jones like it would Jonathan Taylor. So, and if they try to kill clock, you're still going to see Aaron Jones. Nick Chubb, I I mean, he could be a top five running back this year. I just love everything about Nick Chubb. Do not be scared about Kareem Hunt, guys. I mean, Kareem Hunt's good, but that pass offense is centered around both Chubb 
and Kareem Hunt, as well as obviously the run game. Because keep in mind, Odell Beckham, we're going to get to wide receivers in a little bit, but Odell Beckham Jr. is coming off a torn ACL. And really outside of Jarvis Landry, you know, you have Austin Hooper at tight end, but they they relied so much on that good, very good offensive line and those two running backs for Baker's success. So I have Chubb ahead of Taylor. DeAndre Swift out of Detroit, I think, would be a strong consideration as well. I love Joe Mixon this year. And mm-hmm. I talked about the Bengals offense before with all the weapons. The offensive line still needs improvement, but because of how many weapons are in this Bengals offense, they're going to be putting points up on the board. Oh, by the way, Giovanni Bernard is good. Mixon's outlook, in my opinion, is on the upswing. He's a good R- second-round running back target with RB1 upside, so keep an eye on him. I'm going to skip a name because he's my breakout. Um, I might have given it away, but I'm going to skip a specific running back on this list. I hope you don't mention him because he is my breakout. Um just to round out, look, Antonio Gibson, you already talked about Ryan Fitzpatrick um, mm-hmm. and how much you like this Washington football team offense. Antonio Gibson's going to be a big part of that. Now, is he your RB1? Now, we're starting to get into guys. Hopefully, you have another running back at this point because starting from yeah. now, these are not guys that should be your RB1. Um, no, Antonio Gibson, not. Clyde edwards Hilaire. I think you are going to see a post-hype sleeper um, – that could regain RB1 value because of the offense that he's in and just granted to the fact that he is in the Chiefs offense. There's not much competition as much as there was last year for touches mm-hmm. in that offense. Um, Andy Reid compares him to Brian Westbrook, and and that rings a bell in my head that ding, 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 he's going to be out there for all three, you know, all three situations out there, first, second, and third down. So, that that if you're getting him in the second round, absolutely uh, can't and you know and we'll we'll get to some of these guys later on. But Chris Carson, Dobbins, Jacobs, Montgomery, Gaskin—they're all in the similar area of consistency. Um, can't go wrong with some of them for an RB two, but not an RB one. Yeah, so yeah, a lot of these guys you, you hope are not going to be your RB one. Uh, one guy on the on the edge of the list who on my list I'm not sure on your list because our lists apparently are a little different. Um, Austin Eckler, uh, who's mm-hmm. a guy who is definitely a guy I would take if we're talking about Jonathan Taylor right now over Jonathan Taylor for sure. But Aaron, guys like Aaron Judge, Nick Chubb, Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, Swift, and Clyde Aaron Edwards, Jones, not Aaron Judge. Yeah, not, Aaron, not, Aaron yeah. Judge is the right fielder for the Aaron game. Jones. Aaron <laughs> um, uh, Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon, Najee Harris, Swift, and Clyde Edwards Hilaire are all guys, even Miles Sanders. I would almost want to take over uh, Jonathan Taylor. And listen, I'm a Colts fan and I love Jonathan Taylor. There's no like, don't, oh no, don't get George, the future. If I was in a dynasty league, Jonathan Taylor is very high on my list. When it yeah, comes to exactly. running backs, I love Jonathan Taylor. The problem is literally that I also love Marlon Mack. Like I think I would have drafted Marlon Mack, and he, a few years ago he was my RB one. And I literally, I trade. I think I traded you for him, or so, I, I, it was either you or someone else. I traded uh, to get Marlon Mack. Um, yeah, it was me. I yeah, forget what I, I forget we, what we did. Yeah, I, I did give you Mac, but I, I I went for Mac and I got him, and I did not entirely regret it. 
he he was good. I mean, I think he got hurt at some point, which was did. Uh, unfortunate. But um, but still, he he was a good guy, and so I I love both of them, and so they they both take away from each other. Not to mention Neiman Hines, which we didn't even go into a ton, but he's also going to be there taking a lot of the the third down uh, passing reps. Um, and yeah, all those guys you listed. I mean, Nick Chubb. You know, you worry about him splitting a bit with Kareem Hunt, but still, when it comes down to the overall rushing attack, if you have him, even as you're you're running back one, if you're at the end of the first round and you take a Nick Chubb, I think you're going to be overall happy with what you get. Are there going to be some games maybe where um, Kareem Hunt takes on a, a bigger role? Sure, but day in and day out, you're going to be probably mostly satisfied with what you get with Nick Chubb. Um, Antonio Gibson, I love. I love that Washington offense. I think it's going to be uh, better than many people may think. Um, Joe Mixon is a guy who I know some people are like scarred from taking him because he either gets hurt <laughs> or he doesn't perform. But you know, at some point, he's going to be that workhorse guy and and go off. And this might be the year uh, to do it. And I had I him like, last year, and he won me a championship. Yeah, That's... I also like DeAndre Swift. And like you said, with um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, just anyone involved in that Kansas City offense is worth taking a look at. Even like guys like McCole Hardman and stuff, you know, like, yeah. well, I mean, he's he's elevated now that Sammy Watkins is gone. But uh, uh, yeah, just anyone involved in that offense, even around it, is someone you can look at and, and, and put stock in because they're going to put up points. They always do. All right, it's that time for the running back position. Stud, dud, and breakout. Who is going to be your stud, Taylor, for the 2021 fantasy football season at the running back position? 